Good morning, <laughs> Honey Hole Hangout. Man, it's been a while since we've had that. You've got a passion for the outdoors, a desire to feel the warm sun on your face, the sound of your fly line whipping through the air, the pop of the water as the fish inhales the fly you just found in the floorboard of your truck. You need to feel the cool waters on your feet, the crisp north breeze of a November morning, the sound of a turkey gobble, the December rut, the chills of an elk bugle in September. It's the longing passion to chase your obsession. This is what we share. This is what we preach. Welcome to Honey Hole Hangout. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the days of old, where we have Cliff Cowart with us. Yep, Cliffy uh, boy. You got probably if you if name. you were an OG the, listener, the or man. have gone back and listened, <laughs> yeah, it's you recognize old. Cliff. Cliff's good morning. The man from down under. That not from Australia, Nobody just from Georgia. From Georgia. Technically, I'm more north than where we're located <laughs> right now. It's still the south. <laughs> Texas is just Texas. We also have so at the table right now. We're recording. At the Orvis San Antonio store. I'm at the table, Landon. We have Zach to my right. Hello. To Zach's right, we have Josh. Hey, who's how's it going? the fishing manager yeah. of the shop now. And then we have our good old boy, Cliff. Yeah, and I'm on mic four now, which I used to be three. Yeah. It's, it's like weird. Right, you know, I know. Your mic used to have your name on it. I know. It did. Now you're on guest. Guest <laughs> <Yeah>. four. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I the numbers the are off, though. It's like one... Three, four, or two. Two, yeah. It is a, I can't. You're a smart man. You'll figure uh, it out. You can run a board. We'll see what happens. So, Cliff, yes. speaking of apartments, fill us in on some recent <laughs> where, updates. Where, did, where were we talking about apartments? Before we, we're that. just jumping right into we're it. We're just jumping right into it. We okay. got to get that. We got to, what's new in life, but mainly talk about the standoff that happened at your apartment. Well, what's new in life is I quit Honey Hole to become a full-time builder with a company here in San Antonio. Do you regret mainly. that decision? No. Do you guys ever step on the Lego pieces? No, we're not a <laughs> we're not we're not building with Legos. <laughs> Straight up two by four engineered woods and different things like that. Um it's stressful. Um I thought that it I enjoy it a lot because I'm outside a heck of a lot more. Um my average day is anywhere between like nine to 13 hours a day yeah i'm normally on in my community by seven o'clock in the morning i'm not normally or i'm leaving normally by like six seven o'clock at night sometimes um it's a lot of stress but with it the benefits of being outside like i do is i get to see i wake up with everything the earth around me or what i call the community um, because I'm normally there before people are starting to get out of their houses too. Um, I see ducks flying every morning. Uh, normally it's been like uh, like just whistling ducks. I have seen some uh, pintails and other whistler, or I said whistlers, pintails. I haven't seen any mallards yet. I do normally sometimes see some geese uh, or flying around. Uh, one of the ranches near my community actually has elk on the property, so I get to see them and hear them bugle early in the mornings. Really? Yeah. That's cool. And then nice. uh, also you'll hear turkey shock goblin all the time. And then, I mean, it's in the middle of hill country, so of course there's always deer when yeah. you're driving. So it's pretty cool. 
Uh, it gets to feed those passions a little bit, but the job itself is stressful, but I tend to like it for the most part. Is a good description of your job adult babysitting? Yes, because people will either not show up for what they're supposed to do. If they do show up, they tend to kind of just like do a half-assed job. Uh, you do have a few good trade partners that will come in do their job, do it on time, do it correctly, and you don't have to worry about it. But it does tend to get pretty uh, hectic, especially around closing times because everyone's kind of, like, put off a whole lot. So you're trying to build a lot of it in, like, a matter of a couple of weeks mm -hmm. where yeah. if they were just there when they said they would be there originally, you could control a lot more. But right now, all the trades pretty much have the power because everyone needs them. Um, we're not the only builder on the block. Um, so you guys are like putting up with more than you probably would have because of that? Typically, <laughs> yes. Uh, but as the market is slowly turning around, we're slowly going into a recession, whatever you want to call it. Uh, interest rates going up. We do know that for a fact. Um, as that's happening, what we're seeing is more houses aren't being built right now. So these same trade partners who were kind of – screwing you over are now coming back to you for more jobs and they're tending to get some stuff done quicker and better. That's nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so like if there is a positive side to everything right now. Yeah, there is for sure. And honestly, the way that we've been building since COVID essentially, uh, because that's where like we were keeping up with it. I mean, I wasn't a builder, but I was still in the industry. Things were keeping up with it prior to COVID, although it was starting to skyrocket a lot more then. Uh, but then after COVID, people got used to staying at home with their COVID checks and stuff like that. And there just wasn't the manpower for the trades themselves, like the companies that own the trades, uh, to go and do things. Now things are starting to – all the houses that were coming online are starting to come down. Right. And so – that workforce is now starting to balance out a little bit more. That's good. Yeah. So Still stressful, but... Yeah. But so it's just, it's, you're active more, so, like, your day's probably a little better, even though you're working longer days. Oh, yeah. That's definitely... But, I like, mean, so you're happy with your change. I am happy with my career change, for sure. Um, I don't see me... There's a couple other things that I would probably rather do. Right, Like, right. we know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we've talked about. I want to... I want to at least stick this out for a little bit, make make my way through it, give it an honest to God try, yeah, and uh, keep with it. But I pound for pound for or job for job, really, I like it a lot more than sitting inside a cubicle. Mm -hmm. I wasn't I wasn't able to do that. That was stirring me crazy. I couldn't do it anymore. Went out into the field. I mean. My workspace is my truck or in the construction trailer on my computer. What's yeah. your tool brand of choice now that you've been doing it for a while? Um, so I see a lot of people running uh, different tools. Uh, what I tended to do uh, was watch what the older people, the people who I'd like highly respected, uh, were using. Uh, and a lot of them were using DeWalt's yeah. at the time, or still. I'd... I like DeWalt. I think Milwaukee is still a really good brand. My only issue with it is it's kind of like the Broy brand. So it would I be. I feel like that's the one that's on the rise the most right now is the Milwaukee. Well, I feel like I feel like because I'm following a lot of builders. I do have an Instagram again. 
because uh, I deleted it to kind of get a fresh start on mm-hmm. everything. Uh, did restart one and uh, slowly building it back to what I want to follow. I didn't want the girl shaking ass on whatever, just the nonsense that I was getting prior. I So I stripped it all down, restarted it after a while. I'm only following certain things right now. And a lot of it's building related stuff and tool brands and all that. Milwaukee, the average person would feel is on the rise because that's what everyone's doing. They're getting incorporated, getting, they've been incorporated into the Home Depots, those big box stores and yeah. all of that. But I think the one at, through like tool test channels and stuff like that, the one that I think is actually on the rise is this company called Flex. Mm. And they're sold at Lowe's. They've been around since the 80s, but no one used them. But where they really started kicking ass is their new, for lack of a better term, packout system, which is what Milwaukee is really known for, is their storage system. It's all modular, can combine it, locks in different ways and all this other stuff. Uh, Flex took what Milwaukee was doing and mm-hmm. added a little bit more. And it's it's pretty interesting to me. Mm. But tool for tool for price budget or price point, power, and all of that, I highly suggest DeWalt. Ryobi's good for DIYers for sure. That's what I rock. Ryobi. Uh, I have rigid. I have, I have the Rigids are good. Um I would say they're a step above like your normal store brands. Yeah. But my only issue with rigids, because that's what I was rocking when I was first starting, um, is that you can only get them serviced. You can only buy the spare parts and all of that through From, Home Depot. Yeah. Well, or like um, like the specific rigid stores, too. But, yeah, those are few and far between. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you got displaced from your apartment for a couple of days. What happened there? Uh, let's see. There's a few, I guess it was it's like a month, month ago now, month right? Or t- month and a half, two months ago. Uh, there was a standoff that happened. A guy was wanted for like four felony warrants, uh, one of them including murder down in Coho, Texas or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's about two hours away from here. Um, apparently moved into the apartment complex back in March and just laid low for a while. Uh, police finally found out where he was, got there Wednesday morning or so, staked him out, and then by noon the whole apartment complex was pretty much shut down. Once they figured out more centrally location, they shortened the circle of where people were. Um, my building stayed in it the entire time because the building he was in was directly across. Gotcha. The building we looked at every time we were recording yeah. a podcast Man. in Cliff's Garage. So that was it. That was the one. There was SWAT there. There was a bunch of other like police agencies and all that. So um, why did it take it so long to like resolve uh so i'm going to go into the politics of it Uh it's because and the police straight up said this is that they cannot do their job anymore uh the police could have he had a hostage at first okay so that 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 was part of it so they had a hostage at first he let the hostage go which was his girlfriend uh within 24 hours after that they could have had it done in 30 minutes Mm. But because of situations of the past, the politicization of everything, uh, the city council would not authorize the police to use the force that they needed to to go into and apprehend them. 
because they didn't want anything to happen. They babied him for it finally ended on Sunday morning it, at like it three. It started on Wednesday. Started on Wednesday. And you couldn't get in your apartment basically. I that couldn't whole time. so Wednesday and Thursday night we stayed at my fiance's mother's house. Uh those two nights and then by Sunday I just drove over there to check on it and then got to talking to the officers and some people. I was like, Hey look, I've been displaced. I don't have anywhere else to go. Um, I got tools all in the back of my truck. I can't just have these out. It's going to get stolen, whatever. And they said, well, what building are you in? I told them my building. They said, well, which side of the building is that? I told them which side. And they said, you can stay, but you cannot leave. So at that point, I opted to go into my apartment. Because you'd rather stay. be there. and Because like once you're in your apartment, it's not like anything's going to happen. Right. And, I mean, unless it lasted for weeks on end. Yeah. But then uh, you just hop the fence. That's what some people were doing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like you just go in and out your back door. Well, that's how that's how I got all the tools unloaded from my truck. Like the big you stuff. You parked on like the back, on like parked the along, main street, and then I just parked, toss it over. I jumped the curb, parked in the grass right there. Yeah. And started passing over toolboxes and miter saws, and then luckily my neighbor was there too, so he helped Cynthia get them up and over yeah. where they needed to be. <coughs> that's crazy. And they man. just set that it all nuts. in. <laughs> and then once I got had all that unpacked, I just drove around and parked on the other side of the complex and then had to walk down, walk around, and then come in through that exit gate and then just go right up my steps. Uh, at that point, I just started taking everything that had been unloaded from the truck in the backyard area and started putting it into the garage. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. I do have a question for you. So um, I think maybe one of the last times you were on – you have, were talking a little bit about how uh, somebody took your bow. Did you ever replace that? Yeah, I replaced it. I had, so that's another thing that's happened this year. I uh, guess that was back in January. It was right after duck season um, because I went on my last duck hunt, came home, uh, unloaded everything in the garage, and someone, I ran to Home Depot real quick to get some stuff, and someone broke into my garage while I was gone. They stole my bow. They stole my blind bag and a couple other things. It all tallied up to about roughly a little over five grand. Dang. Worth of stuff. Insurance paid mm -hmm. uh, for everything to be uh, replaced. Uh, at the time, I had the Matthews VXR, I believe is what it was called, and then had to replace it because they were no longer making the VXR. It moved to the V3, had to replace it with a V3. That's a nice bow. It is. Um the question is, have you been shooting with the new job? I have not. I have not. I've legitimately not been able to do anything that I'm, like, super passionate about because by the time I get done, and there's some other stuff going on in my life right now that's taking a lot of priority of things. Um, because of the job and these other things that I'm trying to take care of, um, I've not been able to do anything else. Like, it is... October 16th, I just bought my hunting license. This It's very abnormal for you. Did you really? Last night. Wow. Okay, yeah. Not, so not like September 1st. Uh-uh. Thanks. You didn't go dove hunting. I didn't obviously. do any dove hunting. Wow. So what, the hunts, only do reason, have, what the hunts do you have on the schedule? The only two that I truly have on schedule is our crane hunt uh, for November 4th and 5th, yep. I believe. And then... Uh, Ian is trying to swindle a uh, 
diver duck hunt on the coast mm-hmm. right now. I still don't have all the information on that, but those are the only two that I truly have something kind of planned out for. Other than that, uh, once duck season truly kicks on, I'm going to see if I can't go a little bit more and find those times, but I've not had time to do it right now. Do anything else. So you said diver duck hunt. Mm-hmm. Aren't diver ducks notoriously like greasy? They tend to be a little bit more fishier and stuff like that. But I've never had a diver duck. I it's just still, know the reputation. It's still a subgroup of, say, you got your divers and you got your puddle ducks. Right. Um, puddle ducks is typically what I've always hunted, uh, Enderfield type stuff. But divers is a whole nother gambit of things that I just want to do to say that I've done it. Gotcha. I don't okay. think that it's ever going to be like my bread and butter of like. But you still want to do it. Yeah. Try I it. mean, it's still yeah. duck hunting, but different. Yeah. You know, makes slightly. Sense. Yeah. No, it makes sense. So yeah. you're going to deer hunt at all or bow hunt at all this uh, this year? Uh, honestly, probably not because my bow, I know it's. It's dialed into its twenty and thirty-five. But you're still not keeping up to it. With the I'm point not keeping where you feel. it up where I'm. I feel comfortable taking a shot right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Zach, you went fishing. I did. Tell us about it. I went fishing with John, who's actually here in the audience with us. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, is that what these chairs are for? Is for like audience participation? Well, no. So yeah, yeah, pro- uh, yeah. Oh, we're getting a round of applause. That's <laughs> a large to, turnout. <laughs> they need to be twisted this way. Though. Yeah, and fifty percent. They of can them honestly come here. sit at the table. <laughs> yeah, we can open it up. Yeah, right? we can open this pit up. Uh, yeah, so it was fun. Um, we went out with our wives. Um, John's wife, Teresa, had never fly fished. She had fished a little bit like spin rod and, and ultralight tackle and stuff. But we all went out, and uh, his wife caught the first fish, so that was kind of nice. Um, That's yeah. how it goes. Yep. The newbie catches the first fish. That's how it goes, man. Her, and her time. cast is just like, I, there's something about, like, I don't know. Kendall was the same way. Like, I feel like I watched every video known to man. I went to every class to learn how to cast, and then Kendall was just like, a natural. I, just I got think it's it because they don't overthink it. Like I they, totally they honestly agree. don't care enough to a point <laughs> that it's that beneficial. It's beneficial. <laughs> yeah. So they're not overthinking it. They're not doing like all the YouTube videos and stuff like that. And then even when they're out there, they don't have anything to prove. Right. And they know it. And they yeah. don't care. No. We get out there and it's like, oh, who can cast the longest? <laughs> right. And so you're trying to muscle the crap out of it, which just tends to hurt you even more. Yeah. Ex- I totally agree. So yeah. So we all four went out there. Um, everybody caught fish. It wasn't, you know, like the big. Like we did, everybody caught a few panfish. Um, actually, more than a few. We probably caught sixty or seventy fish in total between the four of us. Nice. Oh, nice! Um, but no big bass. And I went to my honey hole that like is known for having like good sized guads. And did we, you take the tinkara rod? I did not. I actually, I brought my glass rod out, which. I was wondering after uh, so, Chris's <laughs> podcast if you were inspired to do some more Tinkara. I did think about it, but no, I brought my glass rod, mainly because I wanted uh, John to to try the, the fiberglass, just kind of cast it and see what the difference was. Um, so I brought that out, and it was kind of a windy morning too, so I you know, probably didn't make the best decision with bringing out the glass. Mm. But um, we all caught fish, and then we went to a brewery there afterwards, and we just had a good time. Nice. So, Yep, everybody caught a bass, but most of the bass that were caught were probably, you know, seven, eight inches. So I have a paddleboard update. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. Did okay. you figure out how to do it? No. Oh, okay. But I figured out what the problem is. The fin? No. 
Did so you buy a paddleboard? Okay. <laughs> so let me catch you up, Cliff, because our listeners are already probably caught up. But mm-hmm. I bought a paddleboard from a coworker. It's such a low cost of entry. It was stupid for me not to buy it. Not to buy it. Really? Yeah. It was like like crazy. Like a really nice paddleboard. If you paddle told you how much you paid for it, you wouldn't believe them. Like fifty bucks. It okay. was more there than fifty. No, we're okay. More than fifty. Okay. You you are cheap. So uh, <laughs> you would buy a paddleboard only at fifty dollars and yeah. below. <laughs> so. No, it was a boat fiberglass paddleboard, so a really nice hard paddleboard. And uh, I basically the cost of entry was so low I couldn't refuse. Um, and so we took it to the coast last weekend, and I swam multiple times. Zach got on it, couldn't balance on it, and I was like, "Well, paddleboarding is not for me." So for me. guess who has it now? I resold it to Zach Harris. I figured Zach Harris. Yeah, yeah. okay. He picked it up on Saturday. Nice. Was he I happy was t- with his purchase? He was happy. Um, I gave him a good deal. Could he do it? Could he like show you a video? <laughs> <laughs> so what I was talking to him and he was like, well, I was on boats website and I was worried about the weight rating for the paddleboard. And I was like, uh, wait, are we, are we too big? Weight are we, rating. Are we He's big, like, are we big boys? <laughs> he, he was like, he was like, well, if you're, it says on the website, if you're within 50 pounds of the weight rating, then it might not be as stable as it should be. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> we're too big for the boat Zach board. Harris is like skinny. Yeah, and we're, we're and twice. And he was like <laughs> concerned about being within 50 pounds of the rating. And <laughs> me and you getting on it are the rating. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are the weight rating. We are the weight rating, <laughs> and so no wonder it felt like it was like sinking. And you and had two backpacks on there with you, Dang, Yeah, you I had a cooler. So one of those coolers was probably ten, fifteen pounds, and my backpack was probably ten Another pounds. 10 pounds yeah. So I added twenty pounds on top of that. So uh, I could probably say that a boat makes longer boards, and you're supposed to buy a paddleboard. Yeah, did y'all never wa- watch Rocket Power growing up? I did. You remember the fat kid? Yep. He yeah. had to get the longer board because he couldn't ride the regular board. Yeah, that's right. He got the long board. Yeah. The with, the, with the other Hawaiian guy, and he's like, Kamelo, Melo, whatever Yeah, it was. however, I will say, though, that, like, all the other kids had, like, a regular skateboard, and he had a long board, and you can't really do tricks with a long board. And I was like, I call, I call BS. Well, he he's was not. also, like, the nerdy one of the group, Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Mm. He had glasses. Because he, he is white. Yeah. Didn't fit in. No, he just didn't. I mean, he was accepted as family. Yeah. yeah. That was a good show, though. Rocket Power was a good show, man. And I remember, I remember the episode, you got, like, the, the tiny skis. Oh, They went yeah. skiing one episode, and I was like, oh, dude, if I ever ski, I want the tiny skis. It did piss me off watching those. it, though, because they would use those skim boards and then, like, run the whole coastline, and every time I'd ever use a skim board, it's like, yeah, automatic fall. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe three feet in that yeah. fall. Yeah. 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 No, it never worked. Um, so yeah, that's the paddleboard update. Uh, need a larger paddleboard, or a that's like person. the smallest size. Yeah, for the one that I got, larger paddleboard or smaller, smaller person. person. Yeah, and Zach Harris is a smaller. And person. He's a smaller person. It's a perfect. Yeah, he, he can make it work. I'm that's, not concerned. That's nice. So how big is the person you bought it off of? Uh, he's a beanpole. Oh, so well, okay, so been Zach Harris size, taller than Zach Harris, but skinnier probably too. Yeah, like an Ian, like no, an Ian, not as tall as Ian. Not as tall as Because Ian, Ian's tall and lanky. He is. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a strong wind <laughs> might push him over. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but Maybe it was a little too uh, tippy for him, too, and that's why he was selling it. It's such a good deal. Maybe. Because he was so tall. Yeah. Yeah. Because I bet he's like, he's probably not, doesn't weigh as much as I do for sure, but he's not Zach Harris 
skinny and Zach being concerned, oh, I'm with almost within the 50-pound range. Yeah. yeah. Those are nice paddle boards, though. The they boat are. The boat boards. It was cool. nice. It was sweet. The idea of it was sweet, and the price was sweet. The swimming in the mud at the coast was not sweet. And I also ruined a microphone, so yeah. that was you, not sweet. Why don't you have a microphone out there? Because he Cause thought he was he thought he was going to get on. Because oh, everybody the, told us was it the paddle boards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But everybody told us out there paddle boards are the smoothest, most stable thing you'll ever be on. Chris Skinner. Chris Skinner told us that on the yeah. podcast. He said, yeah. "Oh, you're going to love paddle boarding." And I'm just out there casting, and every couple casts, I hear splash. And I'm like, "Oh, Lane's in the water again." <laughs> I yeah, turn around, he's in the water again. I don't think I would. I don't think the paddleboard thing is for me. No. I'm glad you bought one. That way we could all try it out and learn that we didn't want them. Well, my, from now on, if I'm going to consider a paddleboard purchase, number one, I'm going to try it before I buy it and mm-hmm. make sure. Like, I'm not ruling out paddleboarding. Obviously, that paddleboard was not for me. But at this point, I'm going to go and, like, oh, I actually want to get on this paddleboard. I want to try it, make sure I can paddleboard on a boat that is appropriately sized for me. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Then you can do yoga on it. I, I, that's what I told him. Like, I got on it, and I was like, how are people doing yoga on these? There's no way. Well, normally those girls are like five foot zero yeah. and then 100 pounds maybe. Yeah. You know, Surely no, you're definitely within the weight <laughs> ratio then. Yeah. No, you know, no part of me thought, maybe I'm just too big for the paddleboard. <laughs> no, this whole that, week, I just thought, that, I know paddleboards just suck. No, it's it's I. I suck. Yeah. <laughs> so, Josh, have you been doing any fishing lately? Yeah, actually, I was down at uh, Port Aransas a couple weeks ago. I had a lot of success. Oh, yeah? Doing yeah. what? I was a uh, fly fishing. No. Nah. <laughs> nah, I was fly fishing. Yeah, I mining. did a little bit of conventional fishing, too, you know, uh, utilizing all my all my tools of tactic. Uh, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I went out by myself. Don't really kayak, do that too often. fishing? Yeah, a little bit of both. Nice. And did you, what, did you, what all did you catch? Uh, redfish, speckled trout. I caught some of those weird, like um, mullet. No, no, no. <laughs> you fish? know those like long, thin, teethy ones. Uh, lady lady fish. fish, smaller and thinner. Ribbon fish. No. Needlefish. Needlefish. They look like needlefish. Yeah, yeah. 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 Caught some of those, and then uh, a big ladyfish off the jetty. That was cool. Ladyfish, ladyfish are, are fun. fun. Yeah. They don't get enough credit, man. Yeah, no. I wasn't expecting it. Like, I've never caught a ladyfish before that. So, like, when it actually, like, started jumping and pulling, yeah, I was like, what the hell? Dude, it pulls, they yeah. pull it crazy. Like, yeah. they'll strip line like nothing. Yeah, they they run, and then they'll actually jump and stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, they're called the poor man's tarpon. Yeah. So, and it pretty much lives up to that. Right. It is funny, the fish that we choose. Except you don't have fish. an hour. You don't have an hour. No, but like it's, it's like, like three minutes. Oh, that was a fun three minutes, yeah. and you're not yeah. t- worn out and tired. True, and maybe that's yeah. it. But it's just funny the fish we choose. It's to be like game an hors d'oeuvre <laughs> because like your ladyfish could be like a game fish if more people just targeted them more often. Yeah, common yeah. carp could be a game fish if more people oh, care. The problem, right. the the game fish thing though, is beauty. There's like a beauty behind it too. Yeah, like ladyfish lady aren't pretty. that. They're not that ugly though. Uh, yeah, I mean like they look. They're kind of like a longer bonefish with and like a carp, shorter nose. And carp are fun, but let's let's carp not fool pretty. ourselves. You are what you they're, eat. They're right? definitely not pretty, but like the way that they are, they're fun. I'm they're not fun. saying that. Yeah. I love carp fishing. I love catching ladyfish. But also, there's a difference between a ladyfish and a carp and a redfish, or a ladyfish and a carp and a bass, or a ladyfish or a carp and a trout. Like there's an elevated level. Because of beauty. 
Yeah. Maybe. You disagree? A, I do a little bit. It's shallow. It's shallow. <laughs> it's shallow. <laughs> I'm just speaking facts. No, no, I know. But I feel like, I mean, like, because, like, if you had, like, a ladyfish tournament, people would all of a sudden show up and just be like, oh, yeah, I'm about the ladyfish now. Yeah. You know? I feel like maybe there just isn't enough support. Like, there's carp tournaments now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, Josh, you're the fishing manager now. Trout fly sales versus carp fly sales. Man, you can just take a look at this wall over here. I got 16 different patterns for carp and like a hundred something patterns for trout. So I don't think it's, yeah. and we don't even have trout here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't think that turn lack of tournaments are the disparity between carp. I think it's a challenge too. No, what I think that one is, is the, we as fly fishermen have always held trout to this godlike standard. I mean, trout. Is okay, but why is that? It's because they're freaking gorgeous fish. They are really pretty. No, I think and it's because they're, they're fun tasty to catch. They're tasty and they're beautiful. Like, and they're like tasty. And there's a, there's a challenge to catching them. They have uh, trout. I mean, like yeah, trout hit every box. Yeah, they do. Like, let's not. Beauty has something to do with it, and I'm not like disparaging ladyfish or carp because I will go catch the crap out of ladyfish, and I will try to right. catch carp, but like. There's a beauty aspect to it, for sure. Yeah. I would say. That's true. Like people like to catch the colorful fish. Yeah. Yeah, because if if all things are being equal, like let's let's compare ladyfish to a redfish, they both are friendly to the fishermen. They both eat relatively easily. Uh huh. So there's no disparagement there. Uh, redfish get bigger than ladyfish, but ladyfish jump. So you kind of have like a little bit of evenness there. And they're fast. They're fun to fight. They're fun. To, they're both fun to fight. But uh, ladyfish jump. Redfish, uh, you know, get bigger. So what else are we comparing other than like those things? Which all of those things I said so far will probably put them on equal footing. Well, then you have redfish, which are better eating and they're prettier. Okay, so I also here, think size right. has something to do with it. Yeah, the fact oh, yeah. that ba- bass. I mean, they're not all that pretty. Right. They're they're not ugly, but they're not all that pretty. But compared to, but they're big. Yeah, I mean, if you look at like, like cichlids and some of the panfish we have around right. here, those are gorgeous fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not all of those are considered game fish, too. No. no. However, okay, so I've never caught bonefish, right? But in my mm-hmm. mind, ladyfish and bonefish could be like no, they're in the same family. Right, right. So, but I mean, like they're related. Like as far as like you saying like ladyfish aren't pretty. Like I feel like a ladyfish and a bonefish are arguably bonefish is way prettier than a ladyfish. Really? Like again, I've never seen one in person. I don't yeah. know, but I would just like from pictures, I would assume that they are both similar in that regard. A ladyfish is just like long and skinny, and yeah, it's, it's like a, a ladyfish is it's a like a pole. tiny tarpon almost, but with smaller yeah. scales, yeah. big old nasty eyes, yeah. like bug eyed. But um, but tarpon, yeah, see, but tarpon yeah. have like the big scales, they're yeah. beautiful. There's purple and like iridescent colors. In oh yeah, them. I'm not talking about tarpon. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, bonefish. but bonefish, you got a little torpedo. Yeah, they're funner to catch than ladyfish. I would say, and I think they look way better. Okay. Beauty-wise, on a beauty standard. Yeah, again, I've never seen one in person. I'll give them a six and a half out of ten. <laughs> Bowfish. Here, heard it first. Now, We're going to start here's, the new... Here's where I think it is. On a scale. I think, societally, we have these set fish that we consider game fish, and that's just, we've always stayed in those those pockets of things as a true society. I think any true fisherman... I'm open to the historical argument. I think that all fishermen would love to just go out and catch fish. 
It they doesn't really matter what it is. Yeah, I, I'll take that. You don't but care. The, what you catch. But the the tournaments and stuff they they stay in these these rule books that have been set forth throughout okay. the history. I understand the historic argument. I go bass fishing because my dad went bass fishing. Whatever, but let's just say you go out fishing. Would you rather catch a six pound bass or would you rather catch? A hand-sized panfish, like yeah, giving but then to that, that takes out the the beauty argument. That's what I'm saying is I don't think that it's necessarily the beauty, right? Because panfish, well, we're, we're talking some of the most beautiful fish. You can but, catch. but you're saying, but you're saying historically we do this because it's what we've always done. But I'm just saying you as an angler, yeah, you'd would you feel catch- more accomplished catching a large bass, like a six pound bass, or going catching a one pound panfish? Well, again, I think that comes through the societal norms of which we've had when you say oh i caught a six pound bass you have somewhere in your mind to measure it out to whereas someone says oh i caught a six pound sunfish or a panfish a that's a freaking slab of a fish but people don't really have a comprehension of where to line that up at in their mind unless they've been doing it but everyone loves to just sit there and compare and that's why I think these game fish are the game fish that they are because people through decades have something to compare it to. Oh, my grandfather caught a six-pound bass. Well, I just caught a 12-pound. I'm better than my grandpa. Yeah, but I, I understand your historical argument, but my argument is that I would agree that historically we have in our mind that <clears throat> bass are a game fish because they've, you know, we fished, for bass with our granddad, whatever. And it's just, like, been passed on the lineage. But I also say that there's a reason that bass are a game fish because when you compare them to a sunfish, they're a better, more fun they're, fish to they're catch. They're bigger. There's a yeah. little bit more challenge to them. Well, so we, we should break it down. Like, why is a game fish a game fish? Yeah. Why do they call it a game fish? I think that's what we're all trying to argue right now. But even if we want, even if we t- go into that, if, if we go into that, then we're saying because game fish have different rules and regulations than non-game fish for like Texas Parks and Wildlife. That's true. Mm-hmm. So there's a regulation aspect to that as well, um, and so that opens up a whole other can of worms. Yeah, but they're the ones who set if it's a true game fish or not. But but we, you could take the same argument and apply it to deer hunting versus hog hunting. We both we all do or yeah we all do both of them. Mm-hmm. You talk about going deer hunting and then you got the ears perked up of everyone and their brother who's sitting in the same office as you. You talk about pig hunting and they're like, "Why the, do you want to go hunt pigs? They're nasty." Yeah, it's kind of like uh, and even the hunters who do it, not all of them eat them. They ditch them. Yeah. yeah, I think like that that argument is the same, but I think again, it's it's more of the societal thing of the historicalness of it. Everyone's deer hunted for eons. People who hunted pigs, it was 100% for food and substance. Whereas deer, there is food and substance, but then there's also... They hunted everything. They also have the the trophies. No, I agree. Historically, they shot everything that they could. Right, but they only measured out what the deer were. Did you see the unicorn elk? Like one big... Uh, yeah. Was it growing out of its forehead? Yeah, so instead of like one rack on each side, it was one like singular rack in the middle. I think it was in like the Lone Star Outdoors paper. Like oh, the nice. like the dog from uh the Grinch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually just it was actually just a, a white a, tail with a elk a, antler <laughs> taped to it. I will say where uh to kind of like 
a counter argument to what I've been saying is that we are kind of breaking out of the norms a little bit. Because although, you know, I don't think ladyfish get enough respect, but I'd still rather catch a redfish. Uh, carp, I would way rather catch a carp on most days than even like a nice bass or, you know, comparing it to a game fish. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I think also part of it is the ex- like the um, exclusivity of it. Mm-hmm. You know, being able, like, because you're not going to, like, some days I don't even see a carp when I go on the quad. Yeah. You know. Do you think, and I, I hold gar, gar in high standard, too. Like, oh, the day would be successful if I caught, And they're like, not a considered a gar. game fish, right? Or are they? I know it was kind of, like, on the are. fence a few years ago. Because uh, they were looking at the alligator gar and, like, the trinity and the populations and how many guide services go after them. Um, it was on the fence, but I never saw anything after that. Um, man, I was going to say something. I just completely lost it for some reason. I don't know. But, no, I, I do think that's interesting to talk about, though, what makes oh. a game fish. Ducks. Why is a mallard, like, the most popular duck? Because they're pretty. Because they're beautiful. I think that. Uh, I think that has something to do. I do. No, I think, think pintails are more beautiful. Well, you pintails think that's and, true. and that's even true. tills. I mean, they got a lot more colors and stuff to it. I think the the mallard is as popular as the mallard is because of more the historical nature of it. I don't it know. I think if we pulled, I think if we pulled ten people, seven out of ten would say. But I think the that's mallard. because people have it ingrained into their so mind. So you have to ask too. yourself. You have to ask yourself how did the mallard become the most popular duck? I think that that is a very. And I think it comes. I down think to that's an honest way to put it. Is why you see is a it picture, the popular duck, right? If you see a picture, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a mallard, right? right? Like if you, or if you see a painting or a stamp, or granted, like this duck stamps are change every year now, you know. But which I have, never mind. Like the mallard, like when you say mallard, or when you say think of a duck, most people think of a mallard. No, I think a lot of people think of the uh, your your pond ducks in the city park because that's what most people would see. In all honesty, let's think about it. And I feel like I see a lot of mallards at duck. Yeah, I was thinking like Daffy Duck, Donald Duck. (laughs) (laughs) Ducks with shirts. (laughs) Yeah, ducks with no pants. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know. I I think people, I think most people, if you ask them, they're going to say a mallard. Yes. Yeah. But I think that's also ingrained because it's like, oh, what other types of ducks are there? I do agree with that. Say mallard. I know that's a duck, and I won't sound like a dumbass. Yeah. What's your favorite type of duck? I don't know. I know. I know mallard. Is it, exactly. Mallard's not the only type of duck. Right. And I think it's the it's kind of along the same lines. Yeah, I would agree. I could see that. I could see it, but you're not happy about it. No, I just. Why is because a mallard hen? I mean, you take it in any of the other male species of the other ducks are more beautiful to me than the mallard hen it's just a brown looking duck whereas got you got the you got the males they're the ones with the green heads mm-hmm. that quintessential look but that's just birds it, like, no well, I, birds. I i get that but i'm i'm saying like i don't think it all boils down to just Pretty. just the looks and the yeah. prettiness of it but i'm not saying that at all which is a very subjective saying, term i'm not saying that all is in the looks of any of the fish that we're saying. But I'm saying that there is a considerable change when you consider the looks. I think across a population. Part of it has to do is, like, the distribution of the population. Yeah, like, what the range is. Yeah, because, like, you can find trout almost in every state. However, 
you can't find bass in Alaska. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're not that gonna, yeah, yeah, you're not finding largemouth. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm Florida sure Bass Pro mouth. has yeah. some bass in their tank. They might. <laughs> they probably do. Up in Anchorage. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a heated Sportsman's pond. warehouse That's up there. That's a heated pond. Yeah. Sportsman's warehouse up there. But, uh, but all, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring up, like, as far as, like, prettiness and, like, beauty as, like, animal species, I was thinking axis deer. Those are gorgeous yeah. deer. Yeah. But, you know, they're definitely not as popular as the tried and true whitetail down here. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's probably because of the range. Yeah. And where that's exactly the location. Like, yeah. you feel like if axes were as prevalent as whitetail they across would be, the country, yes. They would be the winning deer. I would. I but, think they would. I mean, in my. I well, love an axis. Yes, because more than they, they, they taste, better. taste better. They look mm-hmm. better. And they, are, they do look better. Yeah, they're pretty. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I if you just look at. If you look at societal norms, going back to the looks thing, if you look at societal norms and what people are viewing on, like, TikTok and what's getting all the hits. Big titted blondes. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it out <laughs> loud. <that> algorithm. <laughs> but I wasn't going to say it out loud. I was going to let our listeners assume. Nope, I'm not letting a, anyone assume. There's a girl in a bikini holding a... Uh, That's not on my algorithm. What are you guys looking does at? Does a girl in a bikini holding a uh, ladyfish get more views? Or does it a probably Cliff would. holding a redfish? Oh, it would definitely be me holding a redfish no. at that point. Honestly, with the right tags, I could get yeah. close. I could get close no way. The redfish. Monster hogs holding monster hogs. <laughs> 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 oh, man. So, speaking of... Uh, monster hogs? Monster fish. <laughs> apparently, uh, Gabe sent us an article. Enormous sunfish shatters world record weighing over 6,000 pounds. Now, for those of you guys thinking, it is not our panfish. It's not a real grand cichlid. Yeah, it's not our panfish sunfish. There's actually a saltwater fish called a sunfish that is huge. Weighs over 6,000 pounds and is nearly 12 feet long. The giant sunfish, or mola mola, was discovered in the Atlantic Ocean near Portugal weighing 6,049 pounds. It broke the previous record by nearly 1,000 pounds. Wow. They shove lead weights in its mouth. <laughs> did y'all see that video? Yeah, yeah. did you see it? I yeah. did, and I was like, "Ooh, this guy's about to get killed." <laughs> oh, did you see their? They're, they're, uh, they're prosecuting him. Yeah, with like they federal should. charges. Yeah, they yeah. should. Well, I don't know about federally. No, no, it no was, it's, it's federal. Yeah. yeah, but I could see getting prosecuted, or at least I don't know. The he pot sure is big enough. The pot is big enough to be a federal crime, and. Uh, so that's what it is. They're trying to they committed fraud. To oh, because like the the amount they, they won, won or cheated from was large, large enough, enough that to qualify. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, dude, that's crazy. But though. yeah, they pulled out like four or five of them from like one fish. Yeah, those it lead was weights crazy. and the yeah. fillets and everything. Yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm surprised somebody didn't get like stabbed or punched at least because I'm just like oh those guys they were mad they were yeah and rightfully so you know yeah. they actually kept their cool better than I. Would have expected. Well, and Joe Sermelli gave us some good takes on it, too. He did. Yeah. Like, the ins and outs of walleye fishing and why it was. Right. So. I mean, I've seen other stuff online of, like, the fishing boxes people use, which I guess that's probably what they use to hold them truly in. But these tournaments and stuff, they'll go in and actually put a box and, like, like hide fake, it down. Yeah, like a yeah. dummy one, right? Yeah. And then they'll just go to it. Pull them out, and then I guess. Or they'll already have fish day. in their live well. Yeah, like big fish they caught the day before. They'll keep the biggest ones, and then I put think, them in that dummy box. I think depending on the ter- tournament, though, really, is yeah. sometimes they uh, 
they check those live wells too. Yeah. Like that is mm. something people do. What's the movie? Uh, so Bill Ingvall, the comedian that used to be on the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, he yeah. did a movie with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus about right. bass fishing. And uh, more or less, like Billy Ray Cyrus's character, he was like the big box store guy. Uh-huh. And then Bill Ingvall was like the local, you know, tackle box guy. And uh, more or less, like Billy Ray Cyrus's character, he had his huge fish throughout the tournament. And then there's, like, evidence of he just had them in his live well from pre-fishing the week before. He just kept them and submitted them for the tournament. Those are the biggest ones, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that movie was not not the best movie. Not the greatest. But no, no. I think it came out on, like, CMT. Yeah. Uh, oh, the country did television. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was oh, – man, I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. Like, a year ago to see if it holds up, it does. It does not. No. <laughs> What's it called? Do you remember? I think it's called Bait Shop. Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. yeah. It would just be Bait Shop. <laughs> bait Shop versus Bigger Bait Shop. Yeah. So uh, I gave the two-man raft back to the guy who let me borrow it yesterday. After like four years? Uh felt like it. Yeah. That's felt good. Like it. Yeah. Was it sad? The Flycraft. I mean, you didn't use of, it as often. No. And I've been meaning to give it back to him for a while. Uh, we actually had a date on the calendar. Then I got COVID, and then it just kind of sat there, and then we're both busy, and he wasn't really looking for it, and I wasn't looking to offload it. Yeah. So, like, not intentionally trying right, either right. one of us on either side. So um, I gave it back. I do want a two-man in my own arsenal. Yeah. So I'm considering some boats. Um, you looking at a couple right now? I have a couple on the list. After using the Flycraft, the two-man Flycraft, and it not be self-bailing, uh, that is going to be a requirement for the next That it has to be self-bailing. It has to yeah, be Yeah, because by the end of our trip, it was it was pretty full of water. And that may, adds a lot of weight. It changes things. It yeah. changes things for sure. Just hop in. Here, we hop in and out all the time. Yep. I imagine if you were further up north where flows were stronger, and you're in the boat for a longer period of time. Oh, 100%. If you're like on a northern river like Montana, even like a lot of places in Colorado, stuff like that, you don't ever have to get out of the boat. Right, like if you're in a drift boat, you're in the drift boat all day long. Yeah. You you never once hop out. Yeah. So, but here, we have so much little waterfalls and rock structures that we have to hop out, move the boat around, hop back in. It's not like it's an all day, like that's what we're doing all day, but a couple times and getting, and you stop for lunch, you get out, you go take a leak and, all those times hopping out and hopping back in pulls water into the boat from your shoes, and then that adds weight to the boat, which it's supposed to be super lightweight. I wish that if they made that uh, boat in with a self-bailing floor, it would be almost perfect. Yeah. Almost. Could you poke a hole in it? <laughs> no, because no, it's going to fill up. If it's not a true self-bailing, it's going to yeah, fill up from the bottom. Up. Yeah. yeah. It would be yeah. worse. It would be Ten worse. times worse. Everywhere. So Smithfly came out with the two man. I'm looking at Orvis has an NRS boat on their website. I'm considering. Yeah, two Joe man. has that one. I need to get with Joe and like make sure it'll fit in the back of my truck how I want it to. And because I'm with the two man, the other nice thing is now that I have a bigger truck, I don't have to trailer it. Yeah. So I just want to make sure everything is hunky dory with with my truck and making sure that everything fits. Yeah, he says uh, it fits in the bed and the bed of his truck. Perfect, like yeah. you know, you can lay it down and put the rack on top, and it's nice and even. Yeah, nice. I need to. I need to get with him on that. 
Uh, Josh, what what's new at the sh- what's new at the shop? What's, what's been going new at on the here? Shop? Uh, well, we're just kind of finishing up our Orvis days, our fall Orvis days for 2022. Uh, we had a pretty good turnout yesterday, a pretty decent turnout today. Uh, as you can see by all these full chairs behind us. <laughs> yeah. Sundays are just different. Yeah, you can yeah, hit yeah. the round of applause button now. Yeah, Zach. please. We no, we, please. No, we got rid of it. Yeah, but uh, it was cool. Uh, I'm really enjoying um, kind of being able to put together events and stuff like this. Uh, Good to be back to normal. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely starting to feel like it used to when I was first hired before the pandemic. Uh, so that's really nice. And, you know, the fact that our store is being able to do it. You know, the Austin store isn't doing it. The San Marcos outlet, they're not doing anything for this weekend. It's just cool, you know. And this has been on Orvis's calendar like every year, right? They do the fall mm-hmm. days. The fall yeah. days, yeah. Um, before I forget, Zach, we forgot to have our note from our sponsor. Oh, we did, didn't we? Yeah. You want to do that now? Yeah, let's do it now. All right, let's go to the money zone. From the vice to the boat to the bank to those moments you connect to a fish. Loon Outdoors is with you every step of the way with tools designed at the bench and on the water to help make your best day on the water better. Cliff, what's your favorite Loon product? Honestly, I couldn't tell you. (laughs) No. Josh, do you have one? I'm going to say uh, that that yeah. Ergo Quick Release. You can't like (laughs) cheat on the no card. Or the bottoms up. I guess that's a shaker cap. It's a uh, floating caddy. It's that's a what they got caddy. up there. You put it on there, you can attach it to yourself. Wow, Cliff, you're so far removed from all this. Oh, yeah. Dang. So I saw the uh, bottoms up, the floating holder. Someone on Instagram put hot sauce in it. They had two. Oh, that's an awesome idea. Yeah, that's yeah. real good. <laughs> I'm going to need one of those before I leave. Yeah. It's <laughs> hot sauce for my yeah. little Cholula. <laughs> attached to your yeah, key Do ring? you take it to work with you? Oh, I'd. Probably get love then. People just start coming out of the woodworks to work. Great Maybe. for meal prep. You know? <laughs> show, up, show up for the good time. <laughs> so Stay I have, for the Cholula. I have some. <laughs> I've befriended my painters. They're really good, and they're all from like different regions of Mexico. And uh, they come, they go back home every so often. They come back and they bring me back like bags of the chili pekins because I mm. like them. Yeah, and I always eat like bland lunches. Yeah. And uh, so I'll get those, and then they'll toss the little chalula in there. No, they're already plenty spicy. Nice. But the other day, one of them gave me a. It was like a, a long red one, but it wasn't a chili pepper. Uh huh. And he's like, "Here you go, you'll like it." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And I took a bite, and you could tell like, the the boss was like, "No, no, no, don't." Yeah. And I had did it, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, immediately. <laughs> you're, you're gonna." Mm. And then at about that time, like everything just starts going on fire and yeah. I spit it out my, my truck door and he's like, man, I gave you that. You're supposed to finish. I was like, no, that's too f- hot. Yeah. What kind of pepper was it? I have no idea. A hot one. Said he grows it himself. Oh, those are always the hot ones. Yeah. We haven't heard from uh, our good buddy Jack. No, the pepper man. Farmer. He needs to send us some more peppers. I know, Jack, if you're listening to this, we need some new hot send sauce. Send us peppers. Send us hot sauce. Yeah. We also have to try the world's hottest beef jerky, which we haven't done yet. We don't. We have it sitting in there. Hopefully it's still good. It should be. It should be. It's just getting hotter, so the longer we wait. That's true. The hotter it's going to be. Yeah. Are you guys, uh, you guys are, are doing fly tie nights, mm-hmm. but they're not every week. They're every other Wednesday now. Okay. Yeah, so every our next one Wednesday. is okay. actually going to be on the 19th. Who okay. does the tying? Who does the tying? We all do the tying. 
No, like who te- do you teach? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, who, or do you so, get people um, to come in and teach? Uh, it really depends on the turnout, but uh, most of the guys that have been coming in have either had a little bit of experience tying or they have their own patterns they're working on themselves. Uh, we haven't had too many first-timers show up, mm. but usually if that's the case, you know, all of us can tie a woolly bugger, and we are super happy to help anybody learn a new pattern. So is it like come that. and tie your own stuff, or is it we're, like, teaching a fly every week? So mostly uh, because of the turnout, their experienced tires, they're going to be tying their own patterns. But if, you're, oh, gotcha. if anybody's at all interested in learning patterns. Who all from the old group still comes? Um, not a whole lot of people. We actually had Bob Roars at the last one. Uh, nice. He showed up for a while. Really good, good seeing Bob. him again. Yeah, he's a great tire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a machine too. No, that's cool though. Yeah, because uh, it was we had some weeks where it was like everybody was working on their own stuff, mm-hmm. but then there were some weeks too. Just to kind of feel the vibe. Yeah, somebody was teaching something. Yeah, you guys gonna go fishing anytime soon? Probably not. No. I don't know. I got some stuff in the works that might be pretty cool for all of us. Yeah. But oh yeah. Do tell. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow. No. <laughs> wow. So, Cliff, we had a huge misunderstanding, me and Zach did. About what? About the crane hunt. Oh, yeah. yeah. We learned about this week. Dang it. We were not on the same page. We had grand plans to take you to a football game. Oh, dude, it was going to be so grand. Wait, Zach's going? No. No. So, this is where the... Uh, this is where the miscommunication The miscommunication happened. happened. I was under the impression that he was going to be there the first weekend of November... And I thought the crane hunt was the second weekend of November. Because it used to be the second weekend of November. And then everyone, pretty much by the time it came down to it, I was the only one who could could still go. So he moved it, and then now everyone can go. And I think I either had it in my brain or in my calendar that that was the weekend of the crane hunt, was that second weekend. And it it originally was. So Zach and his dad, we were going to try to get them on Saturday – to hunt with us in the morning. Because we're going up to the football game. Because I can't take off from work, but we're going up to the football game on Saturday. And then we were going to get some tickets and take you to a tech football game. Yeah. Uh, Ian was already looking into that for me and him. But and nobody plays that weekend. But Exactly, they're out of town. Yeah. It's an away game. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Ian's cooking up some other schemes and stuff, too. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of schemes in Lubbock. There's a lot of schemes You can in get in some trouble quick. I just know that he are said you, we uh, got some Are ideas. you looking forward to boiled peanuts? I actually found some here. Oh, Where? yeah? I did. Where? I like boiled peanuts. There's another gas station here that has them. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not as good, but... They'll hold you over until you can They'll make hold it me over. I was surprised because I honestly haven't... Until you're in East Texas, I think you can start seeing them a little bit more. But I, since I moved here, I couldn't find them at all. And then when we went up to Lubbock, that was the first true Texas gas station outside of, like, deep east Texas that I ever found them. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh, yeah, like, great. And I think I stopped, like, three or four times when we were up there in a matter of, like, three days. Just getting boiled Just peanuts. Just getting boiled peanuts. <laughs> but then there's a gas station I pass on the way to work that I used to stop at to fill up, like, my ice chest and stuff. And, uh... They have them. They, it was hidden, but they had them. Mm. Nice. I've not bought them there yet because at 6 in the morning, that's not what I want, really want to be eating. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. Josh, what Orvis products are exciting that are coming out soon that you know about? 
So, um, a couple of things I'm excited for is definitely the waterproof packs that y'all should all be on the lookout for. They're redesigning them? Yeah. Have you seen them? I have. Are they cool? They are pretty nice. Are yeah. they so cool that one should wait for them to come out? <laughs> <laughs> see, I had seen a different see, one. See, 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 the thing is, I had seen only the prototypes, and, and they are still up. like within um, you know, the research and development portion of that. Um, from what I did see, you know, they look awesome. It seems like they perform great. Um, so that's something I'm looking forward to see. But these packs that we have right now are super solid. I fished that sling for like three years straight. Yeah. Never had a problem with it. Had totally more than enough room for all of my gear. Uh, and then another thing I'm looking forward to. Oh, is Zach, are you considering a pack? Yeah, I was looking for a waterproof pack that I could keep my camera in that's not a backpack. Because, like, mm -hmm. I love my Yeti, Panga. But it's so big that sometimes, like, this when we went uh, to the coast, like, I had my camera in there, but that was it. And, like, so I have this huge backpack on for one camera. Yeah. You know, so, you know. So maybe you should wait. Is Right, that's all I'm saying. Do I wait? Or they're on sale. That's They're a really good price right now. So yeah, they are. Like, yeah, they are. Hey, that's the... And then we also have some uh, flats boots coming out in the spring, too, that I've seen Ooh. a picture Oh, really? For. Yeah. What style are they? What, what do they kind of look like? They look... Kind of similar to um, like what you would see at like Sims, but so imagine those approach shoes, but with like a high top. The laces actually have a zipper that go over them too. Really? Yeah, they're pretty neat. There's a picture on the uh, most recent Tail magazine and the of the new ones. Yeah, the Ooh. things to look forward to. Yeah. And then you know we also have our boot foot waders coming out. Um, you know, either at the end of this season or spring next year. Yeah, we don't sell a lot of boot foot waders, though. Not here, no. No. But they're pretty popular up north. When I was up in uh, Michigan, they had a lot of people that were interested in buying them. And there's pro boots uh, or pro waders with the boots. There's a ton of options. Yeah. I always thought the benefit of not having the boot. They make it so much lighter, yeah, without yeah. the the boot. But it's not like you're going to wear a waiter without a boot anyway. So, no, I mean, no. I understand. With the built-in boot? Well, he, that's what he's saying is they're coming out with one. But but from what I've heard and, like, experiences that people have told me, the boot foot waiters, no matter what company they are, they're just not as durable as no, the regular the seams. Now, I'll yeah. is it the seam where the boot hits the waiters? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah because the two sense. different materials yeah. don't really... Yeah, they, they have yeah. a hard time connecting. Like you said, too, like... You know, if your waders bust out, or if your boots bust out, you can replace the waders for a lot less than if your whole kit goes out. Yeah. When they start making a felt bottom, that's relatively new, right? The hybrid. Yeah, yeah. We've only had that for maybe two months now. Yeah, it's cool. I'm yeah. Interested can you in that. can you pop the the felt out? No. Okay. No. So it's a full hybrid. It's got the Ooh. rubber and the felt. Yeah. I'm looking nice. at these flat that's hikers. Cool. Yeah, I like those a lot. Those are. Those are clean. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like, uh, they look like they're going to be light, but everything is closed up. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about sand, sand. getting in. You yeah. also don't have the black rubber, so you don't have to worry about like scuffs on boats either. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because yeah. I wear the approach shoes a lot, but sometimes at the coast, I would like to have like more of an ankle A little bit more coverage. That's not a wading boot that is super heavy that I'm dragging mm -hmm. around. And the approach shoes have the built in sock, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those nice. are, those are nice though. I like those a lot. But yeah, so okay, so 
with the felt bottom, the hybrid bottom, it, you can't like replace the felt or anything like that. Not that I've gotcha. seen. Um, I don't think that's really the plan for them. It seems like the durability, you know, not having all felt as the sole. Right. We you're going to get them. a lot more, you know, containment as far as that goes. But, you know, it's for those guys that they've been fishing felt boots their whole life and they don't know anything different. So they're still asking for felt boots in 2022, even though we sell rubber, nine yeah. to one rubber to felt. Yeah, really. even though most people will use rubber now, and they're outlawing felt in a bunch of rivers. Yeah, that's what, and that's my thing is that like you know, but you so, can you can dry them off and clean them, and then they're fine, right? Or do some some rivers don't yeah. even allow them? Even some if, rivers have completely banned felt from those. Really? Rivers. Some yeah, states okay. have completely yeah. okay. banned felt. Yeah, yeah wow. exactly. Yeah, and they some can harbor mm-hmm. harbor a lot of uh, bacteria. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you transfer it. I like those approach shoes a lot. You have a pair, right? I do. I love yeah. them. Yeah, I like them a lot. Yeah, I use the Astrals. Yeah, that's why I, I, I have a pair I, of Astrals too, and those were great. That's yeah. what I took on the Smith was the Astrals. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I like them too. But I've had them so long they're busting out, like the rubber's falling yeah. off and everything. Yeah. So I am looking for a new wading shoe. That's not the boot. Well, for one hundred and sixty nine dollars plus tax, you can get a Orvis Approach Pro or Pro Approach shoe. Exactly. Cliff, you don't even work here anymore. You're just trying to sell Zach everything. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get his job back or what? <laughs> Holiday season is coming money. up. Yeah, put that on your Christmas list, everybody. Those approach shoes are sweet. I would definitely recommend getting those little uh, guard socks too with them. Uh, from and personal you can experience, your laces you know, to it'll save you a lot of hassle. Wait, which guard socks? The those thinner neoprene, w- the oh, point five. Yeah. I wear neoprenes with them. Yeah, okay. Because That's they rub the back of my heel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you can also get laces to match your style. Slash mood. Ooh, yeah, that's true. Green, black, or gray. Yeah, we have those, those in the, the camo moods. and in the silver <laughs> colors. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> nice. Well, boys, I think we're good. Yeah. This was a good All show. Right. This was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cliff, it was really good to have you back. Is there anything else you want to say since you have the mic? You, this is your opportunity to... Get on your soapbox? Get on your soapbox? Nah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for another it, episode of Cliff vs. Zach. Oh yeah, oh, we got those yeah, it's hot been a while. Topics. We had to take the button off the board because Cliff wasn't here anymore. We weren't so using the button. We weren't using the button. You no. not invited me back either. I can't tell you no, how many times I have almost crashed my car to that C four. I've sound told effect. you this. Oh, you <laughs> have an, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have an open invitation. Look, to if come we start on. doing if we start doing occasional like weekend stuff, I might can swing something a little bit more. But honest to God, starting on Tuesday nights at Seven. It's tough. There, it's very unlikely that I've even made it home yet by the time y'all start. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember those times when we would start at eight? Those eight. Were long nights. Yeah, long nights. Remember how bad this used to be? Yeah, I do. No. 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 <laughs> Josh, you've loved it from the beginning. All every episode. Episode one. Even episode one, where we just home rambled. Run. Yep. Well, we just rambled. My lar- my largest, my biggest fear is that someone finds our podcast and they're like, "I want to start at the beginning." No, work your way from here and go backwards. backwards. Yeah, so, and then when you're like, so, oh, no, the no, bad. Because then <laughs> you what can would understand. you rate this beer here in honey pots? Oh, oh the, the, yeah, yeah. The so honey pot rating. I'm drinking the Cosmic Prairie, the wheat beer, and pineapple. And not great, Bob. No, it's okay. Yeah. It's because um, it's, it's a wheat beer. I actually like most wheat beers. Um, I don't know. It's It's okay. Like I would drink it again. Yeah, it's it's you know? definitely not my favorite from Real Ale. No, it's not. That's that's my thing is I like most of their beers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's not bad by any means. It's just very. Yeah. It's a beer. Cliff, yeah. how would you rate flavor. your Copenhagen snuff? 10 out of 10 every time. <laughs> Dude, honestly, your hat threw me off. I was like, I didn't even know they were legally allowed to make that hat. Yeah, I didn't well, know you were advertising Copenhagen. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the glory comes in. There's plenty of places online now that you can buy vintage patches uh-huh. and make your own stuff. So you made your own hat? Hell yeah. You made your own Copenhagen Wait, Hell you yeah. Made your own, you <laughs> made that hat. So one, like, of a time, one of a kind custom. I love Copenhagen so much, I'm going to make my own, own hat. hat. Yep. And I'm going to advertise to the world for Copenhagen. All right. But, uh, well, everybody, thanks for listening to the show. Aaron's not my favorite roulette. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, catch y'all, we'll catch y'all next week. Look in the description below to find links to our website, online store, YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Discord server, and blog. Please send your podcast questions and inquiries to info at honeyholeangling.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next week. Bye.